All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Test one, two. Is the connection good? Connection good? Are we ready to roll? Are we going to do this thing? Let's get to the lead. Let's start with the internet. He says on a live internet show, welcome into Oilers Nation every day, live from the sports closet studio. Boom, reverse retro gear. Boom, reverse retro gear up there. I know you can barely see that hat, so I want to give you a better look at it. There you go. Look at that bad boy available, sportscloset.ca. Yesterday, our internet was not good. Um, but, but the internet was down for the whole office. Mm-hmm. It was a weird thing. We had like 12 people in here working, which usually we don't have 12 people in here working, um, but we're ready to go. We're ready to give you 30 minutes of Oilers talk today. We are nice and fired up, and we are very much hoping that the Wi Fi stays put. Liam, welcome into the show. Hello. Uh, we are live on the Nation Network YouTube where everyone is fired up. You commented in the wrong account. And the ultimate test of your internet is if you can dab on command and it comes through to the people. Here we go. Look at that. We're rolling. We're dabbing on. We're rolling. We're yeah, we're absolutely good. rolling. But you know what I did do when I went on the wrong account? What'd you do? I left a like before I switched over. I want everyone who's watching on the Nation Network YouTube to leave us a like. It's going to be a short show today because right at 1230, 
I'm heading right down to the nation truck. Mm-hmm. I am beelining it back to St. Albert. Well, actually, I'm going to pick up Frank. And then I'm beelining it into St. Albert to pick up my girlfriend. And then we're going straight out to the Fairmont JPL because we have our pond hockey tournament this weekend. And I am fired up. Shout out to our friends at Tourism Jasper who put on just a great event. Fairmont JPL is going to be beautiful as it always is. Jasper in January is on right now. So the city's going to be rocking. And you know what they say? If the city's a rocking, go there for a pond hockey tournament. Yep. That's what I was just going to say. Exactly. I am very jealous that you guys are going. Oh mm-hmm. boy, Jared tweeted out a picture yesterday of the pool at the JPL. He did. And I was like, oh man, I remember when I went in that pool and I just had a lovely time. So it's going to be fun. I'll be watching from afar, but I'll be bowling tonight. So who's sure the real winner? Yeah, I was going to say, who's we, really having a good Friday night here? We are going to do an episode of Real Life live or from the JPL. We are going to do a Sherwood Ford Giant game day edition of this show live from the Milligan Cabin, I believe it's called. Oh, out, Mulligan, yeah, Mulligan Cabin. Mulligan Cabin. It's on the first hole of the course, so yeah. maybe that's why it's called Mulligan Cabin. Makes sense? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We're going to be doing this show live tomorrow. We're going to get you set for Oilers and Blackhawks, but we do have like a bit of a complicated schedule tomorrow with when we play hockey, so we might not do the show until later. It might be more of like a true pregame show later on in the night. Either way, keep it locked on the socials. We'll keep you posted on that. The Nation Network YouTube chat is buzzing. Dr. Gonzo's in with the first comment. Kane back with the team. Who's the odd man out if we roll 11 and 7? And you know what, Dr. Gonzo? We can start by maybe seeing if we have updated lines on the Oilers from their practice today. Bob, give us the lines. Thank you. Connor McDavid between Dylan Holloway and Zach Hyman. Leon Dreisaitl with Evander Kane and Derek Ryan. Ryan Nugent Hopkins with Clem Costin and Matthias Janmark. Ryan McLeod with Yessa Pugliarvi and Warren Fogel. Yamamoto on LTIR till February 12th. James Hamblin, your extra skater. One of, Liam, Fogel, McLeod, or Pugliarvi will need to come out of the lineup if they are going to go 11-7 and tomorrow. Who's your pick? Oh, goal, I think. But we just spoke about this on ONR. Someone actually just asked that. We'll be out later this afternoon. Mm-hmm. But it's just good that we have to have this debate. Yeah. Because players are playing well and deserve to be in the lineup. Puyavi just had a great game against, when, uh, who did they play? Columbus on Wednesday. Fogel's been on a bit of a run. Like, McLeod, to his credit, has got some goals recently. Derek Ryan too. scored last game. Derek Ryan scoring. Like, is it even Yanmark? Do you consider Yanmark maybe too? Like, eh. I don't know, but I, I guess not. If he's on the third line, he's probably safe to say it's going to be someone on that fourth line there. Unless they just go with a 12 and six and maybe BD gets the, uh, gets a night off. Maybe that's an option too. So that's what I thought as well could potentially happen. Maybe they want to go 12 and six, get a bunch of guys in the lineup before all-star break. But Jay Woodcroft yesterday, I was down at Rogers place for the coaches press conference, real media member. And Jay Woodcroft was asked, 11 and seven after the loss to Columbus. Are you maybe sitting there and going, ah, 11 and seven's losing its magic a little bit. I'm paraphrasing on the question, but Jay Woodcroft said, look at the numbers. When we do 11 and seven, we win a lot. We don't lose a lot. Why would you mess with that? And he kind of just said, do your research. And that's your answer. I don't think he'll stray away from 11 and seven. I think Vinny's playing too well to take out of the lineup. I do think it's going to be 11 and seven tomorrow. And I do agree with you. I could see Warren Fogel being the odd man out. Ryan McLeod, you don't want to lose the versatility of a centerman. Yes, Apuljarvi's coming off one of his better games of the season. Derek Ryan scored. Those are your three candidates. I'm not yanking any of them. So I think it'll be Warren Fogel who slides out. And actually, uh, Aaron, can we actually pop back up that tweet from Bob? Because I just want to talk about something else. You know, a lot of discussion about who are the Oilers going to add? 
And I mean, we're already facing a tough situation with who do you pull out of the lineup? This is without Yamamoto healthy. So when Yamamoto's healthy, two of these guys could have to come out of the lineup. One of them will have to go on waivers. So a trade probably makes that easier, I suppose. But I think this also highlights that I think both Pugliarvi and Fogel are gone by the deadline. Just because one, cap reasons. You want that $5.75 million, obviously. But I also think part two of this is if you're going to add another piece, it gets hard to give everyone the minutes they kind of need. Mm. And I could see them going out and adding Derek Broussard 2.0 for 300 grand against or 450 grand against the cap. And that'll be your extra forward. Keep some depth, keep some competence. But I really do think both Fogel and Pugliarvi are going to be gone. Yeah, and I think that makes sense, especially when you look at that right side there. Hyman, Ryan, and Yamak all play on the PK as well. Yep. So That's important. Yeah, that is very important. I know the PK isn't great, but you still need those options out yeah. there to go and do it. Pugliarvi, Fogel, don't do that. I get it. They bring... Sp- sparks of offense every now and then but is it consistent enough like i don't know i feel like i agree with you there in the sense of you can just go and get like a veteran or not even a veteran like someone who has experience i know sam lafferty is a name that's been brought up if you heard it yesterday i'm not sure if you did but frank mentioned that the others wanted a penalty killer maybe like a sam lafferty right like Mm -hmm. maybe that's what you're kind of looking at there so cheaper options out there for maybe the oilers to then get a bigger ticket as well Let's get into what Frank Saravalli said yesterday. Mm-hmm. If you were watching the show, you have no idea what Frank Saravalli said yesterday. The internet was fine. Frank sat down and it was Gone. just like, and everything fell apart. It was it was crazy. But what did we talk about? I asked him about Pat Verbeek. Why is he always at Oilers games? Yes. Frank essentially said he had no idea, but he also addressed that Pat Verbeek is, comes from a, a scouting background. and He and loves hockey. He just loves to go do the rink yeah. and watch games and... As someone who's also a scout, I love to also just go to the rinks and just watch games. Sometimes I have no interest in taking notes. So maybe that's what Pat Verbeek's just kind of done. He likes to see it for himself. I know plenty of GMs too who also do that at other levels. I've seen Kurt Hill at many a games around the city for the UCO Kings GM. So it's a little yeah. different, obviously, in the NHL, but maybe that's just kind of his thing. He's like, well, the others are going to be buyers at the deadline. I may as well go see what they have. So he's not necessarily there to watch anyone in particular. Yeah, and you also, when you come to Alberta, you quite often get, you know, a team Edmonton, Calgary, and then the mm-hmm. opponents will flip, right? Like the scheduling of it. If there's a team you like on the other side of that matchup in Alberta, you can watch them back-to-back nights. Yeah. Right? And and it's a good way to get a look at a team and get like a really in-depth view of them. Uh, you asked Frank about Max Domi. Boy. Yeah. So the conversation around Max Domi, I think he's a very interesting one in the mm-hmm. sense of he doesn't want to leave Chicago. But by what Frank said, they don't really care if he wants to be there or not. If you he want to come back, we'll sign you in the summer. Yeah, he, him and Anthony C were both like they both signed one year deals for three million dollars. Mm-hmm. I think we all knew what those tickets were for, essentially. And Frank basically just addressed that again and said, "Yeah, they're probably two targets that people are going to want because they're both good players. You can get them at a cheap hit if you save at fifty percent." So we never really asked him specifically if the Oilers were a target for Domi, but he did say like Domi is likely available, which makes sense. He should be. He's a great yep. player. He brings a lot. And he also said he needs to play center. He said he's way more effective when he plays center. And you look at his career numbers and remember this Chicago, I can't remember his name. He's slipping my mind. The Chicago uh, media member we had on earlier in the year. Uh, no, now you're making me I know. blank. I know this guy. Bam- Tab Bamford. That was it. He so, smoked a cigar while doing the show. Yeah, it was I know. Bananas. I could see him doing it. Um, 
he also said that Max Domi is better at center. Yep. So maybe that's, that's kind of been his thing. Maybe that's the option for the Oilers. Maybe Max yeah. Domi is their third line center, hypothetically, or fourth line center, whichever way you want to do it. And then you can have McLeod go onto the wing and provide some mm-hmm. speed. And that way you don't have to have Derek Ryan on your second line winger spot. Although yep. he's been playing great, not to criticize him, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, let's get into what everyone's saying in the comments because there's a lot that I do want to talk about. Rusty, the reckless optimist, our boy, says, after what happened in the NHL last night, I don't feel as bad about losing an OT to Columbus. Calgary got pumped by Chicago. Colorado blew a lead against Anaheim. Anyone can win on any given night. And I'm with you. I actually had this exact same take an hour ago when we mm. recorded Oilers Nation Radio, and it was, you know, you still would have loved the two points. But now that we've had some time to sit on it, the Oilers got a point. And there were a lot of teams last night who did not get points against bad hockey teams. Gavin turned, what, 20 bucks into 800 because he just parlayed every underdog. It was nuts. Last night was wild in the NHL, and it did put the Oilers' loss to Columbus in perspective a little bit. Hey, in the last two nights, the Oilers have gained a point on the Calgary Flames, and there's nothing wrong with that, which ties into Peter's comment. Who do we pull for between the Flames and Kraken? I guess the best we can hope for is a two-point game. And it went on. Like, Rusty said he's cheering for Seattle. You know, a lot of people saying, Mm. I will cheer for anyone but Calgary. I'm telling you, that's foolish. You're rooting for the Flames tonight. They just lost to Chicago. If they get two points, who cares? They're still going to be behind you in the standings. The goal for this Oilers team is not to finish ahead of Calgary. The goal for this Oilers team is to win the Pacific Division. And if Seattle loses in regulation, you're now three points back of them. And they only have the one game in hand on you. And you can gain two points on Saturday by beating Chicago. You are rooting for the Flames. As weird as that sounds, look at the standings. Calgary doesn't matter. They just don't. Yeah. Do you know what? They're when, bad. When I was doing my Betway picks, there was a, I looked at that flame Seattle game and I was like, what am mm-hmm. I going to do here? What am I thinking? And I wasn't sure. And I love the way you just explained it. Like the Oilers can't look back. They have to look ahead right now. Even if Calgary wins tonight, the Oilers are still ahead of them, which is a positive. So yep. right now, yeah, Calgary is in the rear view mirror and the Oilers are driving straight ahead where whichever way they're going to Seattle, I guess, to try and win the division. So Two points back at Seattle. If you win on uh, Saturday, I'm not sure who else plays, but yeah. there's a chance you could be first in the division by the end of the night, right? Is that 48? No, oh, sorry. That, I thought it said 49. You can be second in the division. Yeah, you can be, you can be, you can be third in the division. Yeah, you can't really move all that much, Liam. <laughs> hey, you're getting closer. Ah, there we go. There's the optimistic side of you. Uh, what else do we got? JT says, I feel a Campbell shutout just before the All-Star game. Five or six nothing Oilers. Cole Blight says, Chicago and the Oilers games are always wild. Smash the over electronic Jordan. I'm excited to experience the quality of the internet at the JPL. And yeah, that'll be an, uh, I think we'll be fine. Last year you did one. I thought it was it, great. It went perfectly fine. Yeah. We perfectly were overlooking fine. the pool and kind of the lake there. It was great. Yeah. It was nice. I think, um, I can't remember exactly, but yeah, it was a really nice view and Caroline was there last year, I believe with you yep. and Jay. So yeah, it was a good, good little setup. So that again. So, um, yeah, I'm actually curious to think of, uh, what people think of tomorrow night's game. Like how what are, what are the expectations for the Oilers tomorrow? Do we think they're gonna bounce back? Like Evander Kane's gonna be back in the lineup. That's a, that was the surprising one because I'd kind of heard yesterday, ah, he's not gonna be back. All of a sudden he's back on the ice at practice, and I'd heard later on yesterday that he was indeed on a flight home. So Evander Kane on the ice is gonna play tomorrow for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh that is huge. Pradneski was asking no Oilers Nation radio later. It's already recorded. We just gotta post it. So you'll get your episode of Oilers Nation Radio this afternoon and a bonus episode of Real Life 
Droppins at some point this weekend as well. Uh, Dayton, it's a road trip kind of day. I'm driving up to Edmonton from Lethbridge to catch the Oilers in action. I love that. Nice. Hopefully safe they travels. come. Yeah, safe travels. Hopefully they come through and win for you tomorrow. John says, good luck at the Pond Hockey Tournament. Don't let Frank derail your team the way he derailed the internet. <laughs> Fair? That is, uh, that's Frank's bit now. Now that he's, he's mm-hmm. been on the show, he, he lost his internet. That was just a wild experience. I couldn't, like, quite the coincidence to yeah. say the least. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Original Puzar. He doesn't watch a lot of these live, so I always feel like you know we're being blessed with his presence when OP is watching a show live and giving us his insight. And he brought up Dylan Holloway. We showed you the lines earlier. He's practicing right next to Connor McDavid in the top six. And here's what Jay Woodcroft had to say about Holloway yesterday. The more detailed he is, the more ice time he's getting. It's amazing how that works. And I think that gives us, Liam, a little bit of insight into what this coaching staff wants to see out of Dylan Holloway. Maybe not the flashy offense, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe not all the work in the offensive zone, but they want to see him really focusing on the details of his game. And there's long been this thing that the NHL is not a developmental league, right? Don't develop players in the NHL, you win. And Frank threw that out to former Oilers head coach Todd McClellan on Frankly Speaking the other day, Frank's new podcast. Todd McClellan pushed back on that. He said, you're always trying to get better in the NHL. You're always trying to improve. And I think this is a perfect example of it where we on the outside might sit there and go, it's not good for Dylan Holloway to be playing nine to 12 minutes a game in the NHL. Go play him for 20 minutes in Bakersfield. I've had that take at points this year. But maybe there's something to be said about having a guy with the skill, the raw ability Dylan Holloway has, the speed, all of that. Having him with the NHL coaches, learning the right way to play the NHL and letting Woodcroft and and that group and Gullitson really kind of groom him to be the top six forward you want him to be. Yeah, digging the nails into him a lot yeah. and, and mold him to what you want. Yeah, I think being in the NHL is, uh, I agree with the comment of like the NHL isn't a developmental league for some players, but for some yeah. players, I do think it benefits them a lot. And yeah. Holloway is obviously a high-skilled player. And one thing I think maybe goes underappreciated in this market is the patience of the Oilers in a lot of aspects under Holland mm-hmm. and Woodcroft in the sense of like, 
they're not afraid to kind of let things play out a little bit along as it isn't completely off the rails, which I don't think at this yeah. point is completely gone off the rails. It's gone off a little bit, but not fully. Um, yeah, I just think the way they've handled Holloway to look at it now is has been very promising. You know, like it'd be interesting actually how many minutes he does play tomorrow. I know he says he's on the top line, but we've seen that with Costin through and he put that 10 minutes. Yeah. So and we'll there see. was a tweet, I think Rashog was saying like the goalies were flip-flopping sides. And Rashad kind of said, I wouldn't read much. It feels like today was a Woodcroft going out there saying, I'm going to mess with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if he's, do, if that's what he's doing, it's working. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like Holloway. I think he's come a long way since the start of the season. Literally, his first play in the NHL was a turnover immediately to whoever's stick that was right against Vancouver. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a credit to the staff yeah. of what they've been able to do. And Broberg, too, Bouchard, Vinny Dayanay, like the four yeah. of them have kind of all stepped in and done a good job this year. OP says 100% tie. I think he's developing in the NHL, even with sporadic minutes and deployment, may prove the right choice. Sometimes lessons need to be learned at the NHL level, not the AHL level. We also hear about a lot of guys who develop better and look better with the structure and skill of an NHL game versus an AHL caliber game that can be at times a little bit more wide open. You're playing a lot of times with AHL caliber players, right? Well, yeah, exactly. In the NHL, you're playing with the best players in the world. And you look at, I guess the Kings were a good example of this right now. A guy like Quentin Byfield probably learning a little bit more with playing alongside like Kopitar, talking yep. to him every single day. Rather and if you than have the patience to play him through their mistakes. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing. Like some, I always think when you rebuild a tough, because it's tough to develop in a losing environment. You know, it's difficult. You just got this mentality and then bad habits kind of break into it. It's much easier to develop players when you're winning games because mm-hmm. confidence is just running everyone it's a good environment and everything so yeah i think that the others have done a good job of holloway and to and mclennan too i'm trying to think when todd mclennan was here yeah was there anyone who was kind of that guy who was in a holloway situation i, I can't think at the moment yeah there would have been yeah because i know there was a lot of beef with kind of how he was developing young players remember he was the guy who refused to play bouchard which was a blessing because it saved a year on his rfa or whatever right right did Poyavi play under him? Yeah, he would have because he was a 2016 pick. Yeah. So, right, th- there were some issues there with Woodcroft here. Um, Patrick Casper's in has a pond hockey related question. <laughs> On the pond at Oilers Nation, who's the Alish Hemsky and who is the Fernando Pisani? I think our Fernando Pisani this year is going to be Chris Chalmers. I liked his yeah. work ethic last year. He's got a <laughs> nose for the net. I think that's going to be good. For the Alish Hemsky, listen, Adam Seaborn's in from our national level with Playmaker. I don't know what his hands are like, but the dude is rocking a nasty scar on his forehead from his own beer league game. I like that. You know, anytime you get a guy with that kind of a scar, it shows his commitment to the game. I think it'll be good. I think he could be the Hemsky. I think that's a good shout. I mean, yeah. you look at his forehead and how could you, how could, how you, could you not, not think that? Like, how could you not want to play for that guy? That is a hockey player right yep. there. You should see the picture of when it happened. It's amazing. It's disgusting. <laughs> Peter, I assume we all saw Costin converting the Flames fan at the meet and greet. He and Kane are doing absolutely everything right in this market. I'll focus on Costin. That was a great little viral moment. That's yeah. why you do things like these if you're the Oilers and get your players in front of the fan base. But I don't remember the last time a player has endeared himself to the fan base as quickly as Clean Costin has. He, yeah, I mean, he's definitely, it's not, I'm going to say this, I don't mean it sound rude, but he's like, he's just happy to be here. Yeah. Like, you know, like he's not just like, He's just soaking it all in. He's showing us his personality. And we, we've been wanting this in the NHL for so long. And now we've got it. And he's he's really playing into it. And even Vinny Dejane, too. Like, he was right there with him. And 
just having a good time with it. It's like for him to give the Flames fan his, his sweater to like, that's just, it's just so funny, but he's, I you gotta it. love him. Like he was at the Donair place the other week. He's mm-hmm. just good guy. All around good egg. I like that. That's my dad's Instagram handle. It is Tony Horobin. <laughs> Shout out to Tony. Does he listen to the show? He might be right now, actually. He's, Attaboy, he's Tony. at home today. Shout out, Dad. Shout out, <laughs> Father Horbin. Uh, digging back into the chat here, seeing uh, what you all have to say. Jake says, when Yamamoto comes back on the third, got to think a trader, a big name waiver player goes there. Yamamoto's not eligible to come back until after the break. Mm. And I think it's like the 12th or whatever, the 11th. Here's Gregor has it. Yeah, he's not eligible to play till February 12th in Montreal. Good sign for him to be on the ice right now. Yes, yep. very good. Because we heard some reporting from guys like Daniel Nugent Bowman that it was kind of like a, if the Oilers get him back, they'll be happy. That's concerning. The fact he's on the ice in a normal jersey right now is encouraging. Not back till February 12th. My gut says trade. trade. I think we're someone's getting moved. I... Okay. I think they were, they may have had something to pull the trigger on before Yamamoto was LTIR eligible. I think Fogel and Pugliarvi, they haven't been brutal. So I would imagine those deals for whichever one it was for is still on the table or something resembling it could be still be on the table. I think we see a trade. I don't think we see one of those two guys touch waivers. I, I think at this point now, I think the Yamamoto injury is somewhat helped the Oilers in a way to give Puyavi and Fogel a bit more ice time mm-hmm. to both their credits. Like you said, they've both stepped in and actually done a pretty decent job. Fogel, especially. Puyavi had a good game last time out. So maybe that helps the trade value a little bit more. Not sure how much more, but yeah. I agree. Like you, they're too good to just send down to Bakersfield in the moment. You know, I think you can get something for them and it's the right thing to do. And with Yamamoto, it's the way he plays, like, it's not surprise he kind of gets hurt. He's just a, he's just a little guy, right? Like, but he just plays with so much heart, and I think that's why we all appreciate the style of game he has. Yep. John Glenn is in with a comment on Costin. It looks like the move to Edmonton was life changing for Clem. Seems like a good dude. I wonder if maybe we'll we'll see an extension soon. Ooh, I'd wink, but it it looked terrible last time I did it. Yeah, I shall do it. Huh? I don't know. I could see it. I could see it happening. I don't know any ideas about the term or all that, but I, I believe they're talking. So I heard 20 years. Yeah. They're asking the NHL to open up the CBA. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone would like that. We've been speculating on this for a couple of weeks now um, that they've been talking. So I don't know if it's gotten any closer than just them talking, but I would imagine a deal with Clem Costin is going to get done because he likes being here. Mm. And if you can get him for cheap, like anything that's under two million bucks, I think you're you're probably really okay with it. And yeah. Peter says the term makes me nervous. And I mean, sure, but I think you need to take swings like this. This isn't Zach Cassian getting three point two five million dollars and handcuffing you. This is Clem Costin maybe getting however long it is at one and a half, even if you had to go up to like one point seven five. What's the downside? He's a fourth liner making one point seven five k. Maybe that's not great. But what's the upside? He scores you 15 to 20 goals for the next three seasons for under $2 million when the cap's going to jump by the end of the contract, whatever it could be. Like the cap could be up $10 million two years from now. Mm. How good, to, if Clint Costin's 1% of your cap or 2% of your cap, you're laughing. I, I think what I would say is if you get Clem at 1.5, that's 250K more than Derek Ryan, right? And we yeah. all appreciate what Derek Ryan does for 100%. his team. And Clem Costin... Plays a little bit of a different style, obviously, with his ability to fight and score goals. So 
forget about that. I don't see any complaints, to be honest, with the cost yeah. of contract. And honestly, anything under 175 is good with me from 175. Yeah, I think so. And original Puzar says, whoa, hold on. 2 million is too much for Klim. We're talking like 1.25, 1.5. Last Arb award, and I like this note actually, for an 18 goal and few assists was 1.75 million. So there you go. Sweet. If his Arb is 1.75 and you're telling him, hey, do you want the security? Do you like being here? You want a three or four year deal? Then you're not getting 1.75. You're getting 1.5. Yeah. And I do think if I had to like start three by 1.5, four by 1.5 would be my guess. But I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. And I, Electronic Jordan, worst case, that's like a 30% overpay worth the risk. Yeah. And I mean, 30% overpay versus if he hits and he keeps developing well and he does all these intangibles that you like having in the room and on the ice with dropping the gloves and all that and the physical play, he could be. I think the the upside there is great. Yeah. A lot more positives and negatives, I think. Yep. Uh, Jake Truman, I was at the Oilers game against Columbus and Vinny D was really impressive with his play. One of the few Oilers positives. Yep. I'm with you. Brock says he's fine with 1.5 to 2 mil. I think it's got to be under 2. I think it's got to be under 1.75 or 1.8 in that range. Uh, remember when we used to get all fired up when we hit triple digits for a number of viewers? I love how much this show's grown. We're just casually chilling at 109. I love that we're still riding out with the internet. The internet hasn't let up once. Good job, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, somehow that's happening, which is great. Uh, like I said, we are wrapping up the show early. Tomorrow's a short for giant game day edition of the show. I'm going to be taking the nation truck out there. I need to leave like the second this show is done so I can go pick everyone up and get going to Jasper. You know what I love about driving the nation truck? The My Ford app. Beep, beep. Wait, wait, boom. The nation truck is starting right now. So as soon as we're done this show, outside in the truck throw the sticks in the back we're on our way to jasper because it's going to be nice and warm i'll be ready to go let's get to our betway bets for today what do we go aaron i should know because i did it but we are just purely manifesting victories for the oilers tonight hell yeah however there is some logic behind this okay florida have hit the park line in two of the last three home games that they've played the issue is they've been on the road for a ton of games recently. So okay. that those games are spread out. And also Vegas, I believe I'm thinking this right. They've lost three or four. I think it's something like that. I mean, the Rangers are at home. I would imagine Shosturkin's probably between the pipes for them tonight, an elite goaltender against mm-hmm. an offense that has somewhat struggled recently in Vegas. So I'm just going to ride with uh, a couple of puck lines tonight and hope for the best for the Edmonton Oilers too. Okay, I'm tailing you right now. So I'm throwing the Rangers minus one and a half. I trust you there. The other one we're looking at is Florida minus one and a half. And Florida is getting back in the playoff hunt. Yep. So this by no means is a stretch of a bet or just a pure homer bet. But if you throw these two together, you're getting 6.2 to one on this parlay. Forget about it. Load that up for me. Yes, sir, Betway. Um, 19 plus, please play responsibly. People are asking, yeah. what time's the show tomorrow? Okay, well, let me... Uh, I'm also asking. Yeah, I know. And Aaron's probably wondering. I've just been like, ah, we'll do it when we do it. Um, so our schedule tomorrow at the JPL, we play at 1030. We play at 130. Oh, we could probably do. We'll do noon. Same time. Okay. Because cool. I think that the games aren't a full hour, they're like 45 minutes. So if I play at 1030, that'll go to 1115. Dart back. I'll have the gear set up beforehand. Um, yeah. Yeah, we'll do noon. We'll do noon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. Knuckleheads. It's a PTI thing. 
Oh, I know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jake says, drive safe, boys. Love it. Rusty says, Vegas without Mark Stone or just a ship without a rudder. He makes a huge impact on that team. I agree. Pradneski, are the Oilers all growing out mullets? I, okay, we might be in the mullet era here, folks. We it looks be. like shit. Who cares? Neither of them can pull it. McDavid, once it actually grows out, can. Yeah. You described Leon Dreisaitl as being in his emo era. Yeah. Is anyone, if a few people might have seen this, but if you've seen the show Gotham, Leon Dreisaitl looks just like Penguin in that show. I can't yeah. think of what the guy's name is, but he was in another show too, and he looked like him. So the fringe, like the bangs, or whatever you guys call them in Canada, they, yeah. uh, it's not it's not my luck for Leon. Although he is a very handsome man when he, he pins it back. I do. But yeah. I think if the whole team grew out mullets, I would love to see that, to be honest. Some team bonding, you know? It brings togetherness. It's like when U18 teams dye their hair all blonde. Why not? And look at this. If this doesn't oh. melt your heart, Kennedy got to meet Leon Dreisaitl. After thinking she didn't win the lottery and was not going to get a chance to be in the Dreisaitl line at the season ticket holder event, Kennedy, the creator of the it. Leon You Hot Bitch movement, the girl who designs our L50N t-shirts, our graphic designing wizard. She is the best. We're going to be creating content with her on Jasper. She got her pick with Leon and I loved it. Major killer. Yes, sir. It is 1230. That's going to be a wrap. Jasper, Fairmont JPL. We are coming. Everybody, if you're traveling around this weekend, safe travels. If you're coming into Edmonton, watch the game. Enjoy it. And let's hope the Oilers just lay the boots to the Blackhawks tomorrow. We'll get set for it. Sure for Giant Game Day tomorrow. Shout out to our friends at Montana's Star Mechanical. Betway, Sherwood Ford, sportscloset.ca. I got to go. See ya. Farewell.